Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Well. Well. We really haven't had that much time. We've had, like, what, like, three days between our last recording and now? Yeah, yeah, I would say. So, I mean, I've edited the episode, so last week's oh, already edited. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Well, I had to do it, because... I don't have any time this yeah. week. But we that's okay. That's okay. Well we have time. We just <laughs> we had a we had a little bit of a uh usually I'm recording it like or I'm editing it like now. It's Tuesday. But <laughs> anyway. Um so have you have you read any new books? Have any updates on your life before since last time? Um, no. No, not, not really. Either. I mean, it was really windy last night and Pal got a little scared, I think. Mm. He started doing kind of like a like that uh, deep, loud meow that like, oh. no. And then I was like, KK come here. And he came and he snuggled. Up. Gross. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm glad that he was just scared not throwing up. Yeah, yeah. He came and snuggled with me and then he was oh, purring again. Brave so. boy. He's so brave. And uh, <sighs> the boys are sad today because Vinny got his flea and tick treatment so we have to keep them separate while it dries the boys yeah yeah never had that issue before but uh pal really does put his mouth all over vincent so (laughs) just always (laughs) they're just always wrestling gosh just like how about you anything new no um no sounds about right (laughs) So we might as well just rip this band-aid off. Let's get into oh, it. Oh yeah. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? episode was like i had a terrible dream that our son's gonna like i don't know murder babies um but i don't worry i talked to him he seems totally cool with it he seems like he's totally cool he's not gonna be evil i you know i interrupted his training sessions also we've been training and fighting each other so much there's like no food and also she's pregnant and just like it very clearly the dominoes were being lined up yep um and I suppose uh, we can take a quick look at our um, our poll. Uh, this will be two oh, weeks yeah. since our last poll, since just to see because it's this is the day it will be done. Um, oh yeah, oh, I didn't realize we'd be doing that before it went out. Or right. Before it, so uh, this is a little exciting. I don't think there. I mean, you guys already know this. There won't be a poll on last week's episode just because I didn't have a good question i do want to do those polls more often so do expect them more often um but last week i just couldn't really think of a good question okay so we didn't have too much movement um at least on the um the twitter one remained the same because i was only 24 hour one but we got 179 votes we have 24 hours left so get in there um or at least until 8 a.m um well if you're listening to this it's much too late but um yeah i was just putting that on the universe i guess uh but it has gone off to 84.9 so 85 percent think that it was broken tail who killed cloud pilot 
and 15% were like, no, it was some Wynn clan rando. I think that's fair. We discussed that ad nauseum last episode, but... Yes, we did. Either way, um, Dad Dearest was like, I got it all sorted out. He's going to be so chill. And then, like, a week? A day later? No, no. Yeah, like, that night. Hours later, um, (laughs) Broken Tail comes in. Like, he didn't even switch up the script. He was like... No. Oh, no. Look what Clan did. He's dead. Oh, my. And then we're like, oh, my God. He's like, for real dead. How did he do this? And he super died. And we were like, hmm, questionable. Because three years and he didn't lose one life. Not even like a yeah, stupid way. So That doesn't add up. I, I like to think he had at least one or two secret deaths that he just didn't share because he doesn't like his medicine cat. Um, and yeah. And maybe they were a little embarrassing. Yeah. Sorry, I just dropped my headphone. What if he lost all eight of his other... What if it wasn't a super death? What if What if it was just a regular death and he did just have a lot of embarrassing accidents? That would be hilarious. And he just, like, never goes to her. And she's like, I sense that some, you broke your spine. <laughs> I felt that. Like, I felt you get stabbed really hard by a pine needle. And so much so, it, like, hit an artery. <laughs> but you seem okay now. Did you lose a life? No. Um, I'm pretty sure I... I'm pretty sure I felt you choke on a bird bone. You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Well, you sound really kind of <sighs> raspy. Are you sure? I'm good. <laughs> As, like, the bird bones comes out. <laughs> um, and But Cla- uh, uh, Broken Tail was, like, not done there. He was really going for that Oscar. He was, like... I'm oh, yeah. so sad. We can't go for my lives yet. But then as soon as we, like, hit the road, um, and I did, like, think about this when I was editing it. I was like, oh, maybe his hesitancy is he's a little, like, worried that they won't give him his lives. But then as soon as we get to Star Clan, he's like, all right, get out of the way. Where are they? Chop, chop. I'm like, oh, he actually did not feel any hesitancy at all. He murdered someone and was like, give me my lives, God. I didn't do anything that you would But then... Everyone in the line was like, here's your life. Um, by the way, we know what you did and uh, stop it. Like, like I, <laughs> everyone was so mean to him during his ceremony, but it makes sense that they're all like... Yeah, Yellowfang's like, why do these all feel like threats? Yeah, <laughs> they're all like, really passive aggressive. Like, huh. Where's Ragged Star? Yeah, why is Ragged Star not here? Why is a literal baby and, like, three people we don't know the ones giving his life? Does he not have any friends? Not that have died. He's very young. True, but, like, even, even, like, but but a lot of them have, but, like, it's, like, the part with dad's dead. You know, someone has someone they love who usually comes to them. You know, some elder. Not broken. He's never had anybody. Yeah. No. Which is which is I mean, why it's kind of funny they all had to scramble, but also they were all arguing because no one wanted to give them their lives, including that one guy who was just like, "Here's a live smack runs." I mean, we had um, cats that knew him. I mean, Cedar Star, Lizard Fang, Sage Whisker. Yeah, they were, they were aware alive. of him. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he was hesitant that he would actually get into Star Clan. And then once he was there, he was like, all right, I did it. I gamed the system. Right. Like, you cannot refuse me. I suppose 
that's Cerebony. That was in Star Clan, right? Or was that in the Broken Forest? Yes, that was okay. in Star Clan. It was a bleak Star Clan, though, I think, because they weren't. That's um, the corner excited. we don't water or f- use fertilizer on. Yeah. That's like kind of like we the passageway to the Dark Forest. This is their dirt place. Yeah. It's just. He's not never going to get there again. You think about that? He doesn't get there ever again. Nah. He doesn't go to Star Trek, I mean, I guess... Right? Of course not. Well, um... I want to check, because we've had some life, worse... We've had similarly bad people make it. Um, no, he definitely doesn't. Uh, but I think when you lose a life, you basically go to Star Clan. Do you? So maybe. Uh, at least uh, we've seen Firestar we've been in a that. leader's POV, so... Yeah, but Firestar, Firestar goes up while like their body heals. It's like say, they die. A and then... POV while they're actually like like in their leadership era. <laughs> like we've been in actually yes, quite a few leaders yes. POVs recently, but just like their past. Yeah, we didn't spend a lot of time in the star role. Mm-hmm. Well, well, are you ready? Uh, Broken Star's in charge now. And he said that he wants revenge because he's like, all right, cool. I got all my P's and Q's. Time to go, uh, basically run WinClan out of their home. That's what's going to happen kind of next. Um, yeah. But we do need to get a deputy. We do need a deputy. Who do you think should be deputy? Do you remember? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I'm, like, looking around. I'm like, Boulder? Is it you? Also, I'm so glad, Blo- Boulder. I'm glad. I'm glad no one snitched on you to this little freak. Um, <laughs> right? Because you know, like it's if, like I wonder why his name is just. Maybe he thinks the prefix is bowl, and then the suffix dur. is dur. Maybe like he was bull paw. I don't think he's a bright kit. spark, so it's very <laughs> no, possible. No, and like russet, uh, russet tail. Is it russet tail? Russet fur. Russet fur. Thank you. Russet Close. fur is safe because she's like, oh, I, I fully, I want this name, and Boulder's like, oh, my, my boy name. <laughs> Um, maybe he just thought Boulder was so good they couldn't think of anything else to add. <laughs> like Boulder Tail? Like, He's nah, perfect nah. the way he is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that they're safe because no one told them, so now they get to stay. And we know that they're still alive, so they'll be yeah. okay. And 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 also, Little Feather's still alive. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> Little La- Bird. Sorry, Little Bird. Make little. That's who my vote is for deputy. Little bird. Pull yeah, out of I, I do. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been mentioned that she's died yet, so I'm fully, so she's I'm the fully on now. the little bird. Little bird lives train. What if he just doesn't choose one? What if he's like, I don't need one. Every, I like mean, everyone and be... their dead ancestor was like, follow the code, and he's like, cool, I'm done doing that. <sighs> Uh, we'll see. Scammed ya. Scammed you into these lives. No take backsies. That would be sick. What? Start kind of taking your lives away. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty fun. Imagine you lose a life and they're like, well, that was such a bad move. Uh, we're going to give you three less. Thank you. That would not feel good. No, it hurts so much to get them. Think probably... how much it hurts to take them away. Anyway, I'm just going to throw that nugget out there. We can dig that up later, but let's get into it. It's dusk again when they return to camp. Broken Star races to the clan rock to summon the clan. 
he guessed the summoning words wrong, but... What are the summoning words? Shirts. It's like, all cats old enough to catch their own prey gather beneath the clan rock for a clan meeting. Is that what we say every time? Well, in Thunder Clan, it's High Rock. But yeah. I'm glad that I get to read these books this way. I would <laughs> yeah, I, I would have made fun of that so bad. All cats who have lice. All cats who are currently hungry because we don't prioritize hunting. All cats who can hear my voice. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> we let that kid die. Like, whoops. Yellowfang assures herself that he probably forgot, and he'll get it right once he has a little more practice. Genuinely, why is she? Why did she do this switch up? She like I don't a, know. Like a week ago was like, mm. no, this like two days ago was like ah crap. Grandma told me my child's evil. Now she's like I'm back in denial. Maybe she's hoping that responsibility will mellow him. I think, we I think maybe it did Ragged Star. We could we could maybe make that argument that, you know. I think Ragged Star, he was a lot. He killed his dad, don't get me wrong. Yes. But I think he, like, I think we've already had this discussion where he did. Yes, you know, we like, have. But I'm the clan but, first. Yeah, and so maybe Yellowfang thought, oh. Like, uh -huh. responsibility is going to make him That's a big ass maybe not thing. suck so much. I think we also talked about, that. you mentioned this last time, that's also this kind of issue in the writing of, uh, we're kind of stuck here with this. Like, we have one conflict for her right now until she gets kicked out. And that's kind of like... yeah. She has to... But, like, you can have a bad boss and still do your job. So I think we should just, like... yeah. But also, it's her kid, so I get it. She's kind of like, oh. I think, I think maybe she's a little hopeful right now. I'm just, I'm, we'll I feel like if I was dashed. ever a parent and I find out my kid does something and I'm like, mm, all right, we're going to, okay, let's go. We're turning in, kitty. I don't know. I understand that that's more complex than that, but it's just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years. Oh, well, last time she told Ragged Star that, no, that is not my son. You didn't let me be a mom. He's yours. He's all yours. Yeah, but so. now he's dead. And, like, she had really complicated feelings about him. Yeah. Well, Newt Speck comes out with her kits. Little Kit, Wet Kit, and Brown Kit are scampering <laughs> around her feet. <laughs> wet and brown <laughs> yeah. are little wet and brown. You think she just, like, saw them and was like, yep, that's it? That is it. Because that, like, describes Probably. a lot of cats when they're born. Also, a brown cat's pretty yeah. unique. Huh? A brown cat? Yeah, like having brown fur is pretty unique for a cat. Like fully yeah, brown. Yeah, you know what? I, I guess mean, it... I guess if they yeah. might not be fully brown, but it seems like, you know, usually when you pick a color for the name, they're like dominantly that color. So. Yeah. I mean, they're probably more thinking of like a black tabby, which, you know, I would describe I as want like this to brown. be a chocolate kitty. Okay, brown kit can be a chocolate kitty. Yeah, we have, I love the fan cast of, like, I've said this before, like, Sphinx and, like, you know, crazy, like, oh, they, yeah. there's absolutely no way that that would exist in rural England, but these are magic cats, so. Yeah, let us have our fun. Like, every female's a calico, or wait, no, every male's a calico, and, um, 
whatever else you need. We support trans cats. Trans cats. Trans. Anyway. Featherstorm follows. So Featherstorm follows her, but her kits stay in the nursery. Broken Star looks to Featherstorm disapprovingly. Where are her kits? Fetch them at once. Featherstorm protests. They've just gone to sleep, and it's very cold out here. Wait, weren't the summoning words like everyone who can hunt for themselves? They literally can't. Is that the part he messed up? I mean, up? remember, he did it wrong. So, so he just said all cats. I guess. Wow. Broken Star growls. Are they part of Shadow Clan? Then get them. Yellowfang can't imagine why he wants kits here. And Featherstorm hesitates, and she's clearly angry, but she relents. And her kit stumbles sleepily out of the nursery and collapses into a heap by their mother. What are... I, like, know where this is going, but, like... It's so stupid. He's so dumb. It's amazing he gets so far, because it's like... He really is just like, I want... Yeah, it's just, it's so, it's, like, not only wrong, it's bad. Like. It's bad. It's bad planning. It's bad. It's bad humanity-wise. Like, out of the ways, I mean, cat. Uh, yeah, obviously. Cat folk-wise. Like, it's, just, it's, like, bad. But also, it's, like, if you told me, all right, Brenna, you're going to get into an alleyway fight, <laughs> like, tomorrow. <laughs> and here's who you can, here's, here's who you can enlist. Uh. Nine Navy SEALs, you know, fully trained, yeah. like, we got, we got one who's, like, you know, good on, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever we need. Yeah. I got nine Navy SEALs. My second option. Nine suburban moms, okay? Nine suburban okay. mothers, okay? All right. Last choice. Nine kindergartners. <laughs> See, but what you actually have is, is three Navy SEALs, three suburban moms, and then nine kindergartners. Yeah, yeah, but they, they trained the kindergartners, so, you know. My, okay, real quick, I need to tell a story. My sister is a teacher. She teaches pre-K through fifth grade. Um, her mm -hmm. pre-K kids, last year, they came in, and she's, she's done this for years now, but she's telling me this story about how, you know, they come in, and the full, she's an art teacher, so she doesn't have them for the full day. She has them for like an hour tops. The first 45 minutes of their hour was, uh, she was going to read them a story out of a book. 45 minutes was dedicated to her showing the kindergartners how to face the right way to listen to the story. Because like, she's like, all right, sit down on the, the, um, on the, on the rug and I'm going to tell a story. So they sit down on the rug, but they're all facing every which way. Yeah. You can train oh them, but it's going to be time, time, like draining. Yeah. They're going to forget as soon as they get hungry or tired or, or, or they pee themselves. And, and it's, And this is ignoring all the fact that, like, it's traumatizing and wrong in the first place. Like, yeah. So. He's Shall just, we? Yeah. God, he's so stupid. Broken Star announces that he will not rest until Wind Clan has been punished 
and Shadow Clan is feared by every cat in the forest. Do you have a they deputy? Will bow. It's We're like sun. There. It's almost moon high. They will bow down before Shadow Clan. From now on, warriors will only fight and train for battle. Hunting is of little importance. Cats will have to find food where they can. The clan is silent. And cats share uneasy glances, but don't speak. Yeah, of course not. You've all been primed into this for the past couple, like, months. It's almost like, oh no, the leopard-eating face party. I didn't think the leopards would eat my face. <laughs> Broken Star says, meanwhile, it's time for him to choose a deputy. Oh, good. I'm glad it's like this. It's a whole thing. Blackfoot will be the next deputy of Shadow Clan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know him. Yeah. He gets there eventually. He does. Gotta run through a couple of His... them before. But then he gets there. <laughs> yeah, a few. Yeah, he goes through it, to be fair. Yeah. He did some bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So his eyes shine with pride. He'll do his best to serve Broken Star and their clan well. The cats around Yellowfang relax a little. Blackfoot is a popular warrior. He's never had an apprentice. Remember? Remember oh the one rule? Oh my god. Remember our only qualification? But All right. Yellowfang's- I called it. He did, he did just like immediately throw the book out. Yep. But she supposes they haven't really had any kits ready for him to train. Like, oh, it's been a while since we've had cats to mentor. There's no so, one else, though? I guess. There's no one else? It's just because not. Blackfoot's probably really good at taking direction. Yeah, Rob, uh, well, obviously. Yeah. Also, Blackfoot's does this not, uh, for Tiger Star? question very much because that's no. how... No. I mean... Hmm. Yeah. Now... Broken Star needs an apprentice. Uh, that's, I guess... Moss uh, Kit. Sorry. Wait, what? Huh? What did you say? Now, Broken Star needs an apprentice. Huh? Moss, Moss Kit. Step forward. Wait, Yellow Fang interrupts. He's not old enough. Broken Star says he's the leader, and this is his decision. But Featherstorm. Wait, why do you need an apprentice? Why do you need a little gopher? Oh, that's why. That's just what he wants. That's so weird. You're a weird guy. He's really weird. Featherstorm is reluctant. I know we knew this was going to happen, but it's so much weirder now that we're in here. It's like, I want my Probably why we kind of like. It's like you're. Probably why the errands went through it real fast. Because it's weird. It's weird. And it's like, if you think about it a little too much, you're like, Oh, I don't like like this. You know, it's just like it. It, yeah. the, it. It's weird. It's weird that he wants children, and it's like he just wants little moldable piles of clay and play-doh, and it's like, oh, gross. Featherstorm is reluctant, but she prods Moss Kit awake. Moss Kit is a large and healthy kit. He's a buff little baby, but he's not ready to be an apprentice. He steps forward uncertainly. 
Is this the kid we, like, definitely see in, like, the next gathering being like, I'm gonna be, I'm a warrior. But it's like, you're No, four. I don't think so. I don't think Firestar's here yet. Okay. Broken Star announces him. Oh, sorry. Broken Star announces him Mosspaw, and Broken Star will be his mentor. Mosspaw looks startled as the leader touches noses with him. Volkit and Donkit think it's unfair. But Broken Star promises they'll be made apprentices as soon as they're as tall as their brother. Blackfoot will mentor Donkit, and Clawface will have Volkit. Volkit arches his back and stands on his toes, trying to grow tall. And Featherstorm snaps at him to stop that. Yeah, his brother is too like, young to be an apprentice, and so is Volkit. I feel awful for her. And the pregnant lady's probably like, I gotta get out of here. Well, Blackfoot assures Featherstorm that it's a great honor. She should be proud. Newt Speck doesn't say anything. She just draws her kits closer to her with her tail. Mm. Okay, Black, that's what I was going to say. Blackfoot's a character I... I that's going to be today's poll. It's like, what, how, why do you feel about Blackfoot eventually, Blackstar? Like, it's just going to be vibes. Vibe check only. Like, like him? Dislike him. Because I, I feel like I imagine, or like undecided, or just like somewhere in the middle. Because I feel like he's a character, and I don't know him entirely because we haven't gotten that far in the story... That's true. Oh, should I probably wait till we actually get to his death? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, because like, like like fifty replies are like Brenna. Um, I had to vote this way because you have no idea, Queen. And I'm like, oh, sorry. So, uh, but like even right now, he's a very interesting character. Of just like, hmm, because there's those characters that are like mm. they do what they have to do to survive, and then there's characters who take opportunities. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Some cats look worried, but, but Yellowfang notices that most of them seem to think this is a good idea. Wolfstep comments that they don't have any apprentices right now. They need to start training young cats. Flintfang nods. Mosspaw is big and strong. He'll be fine. None of you live very long. Running Nose comes up to Yellowfang. He guesses they should stock up on Marigold for the scratches. He notices Yellowfang looking troubled and tells her not to be. Everything will be fine. She'll see. Poor he pauses and adds, WindClan is going to regret killing Raggedstar. That's for sure. Bro, you don't know how right you are. Was that a sign? Because you just told the future. Um, <laughs> right, but it's you like he, he half told the future to be fair because like Winkland didn't do it, but like they will regret that it happened. Um, oh yeah, and it's just that's something I'm I'm curious about with Running Nose. It's like he stays obviously because he has a duty, and he obviously just doesn't want because I don't think he's like you know fully indoctrinated. He's obviously kind of like mm, okay, but like what can they do? Yeah, exactly. And, we'll feel- we'll definitely see. We'll we'll he'll discuss that with us. Oh, we will. Good. Okay. Cuz Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll we'll have this conversation with him and Yellowfang. I'm sure. I'm sure when she gets like either maybe before she gets kicked out even. Wild. Wild. Fern 
Fernshade is kidding. The nursery is crowded with the five kits and two mothers watching Yellowfang's every move. What they shoo the kits out of the way to go play with Mosspaw. Yeah. Yellowfang feels like she can breathe again and focus on the task at hand. Yellowfang only feels one kit, but it's a big one. And it is stubbornly refusing to be born. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yellowfang tells Fernshade that she's doing very well. It won't be long now. But she meets Running Nose's gaze and finds her worry reflected in his eyes. Fernshade is exhausted, and there's no sign that the kid is making any progress. Yellowfang directs Running Nose where to put his paw on Fernshade's belly. She thinks the kit is the wrong way around. Uh-oh. This is a real problem. Yeah. Well, she instructs Running Nose to massage her belly while Yellowfang gave the kit a little push. For a moment, nothing happens. Then the kit gives a great heave inside of Fernshade. Yes, Yellowfang yowls. Well done, Fernshade. Running Nose announces that it is a fine, handsome Tom. All right. Who are you? Fernshay curls around her son, eyes full of love, as she licked him gently and guided him to her belly to suckle. Yellowfang observes that his black and white face shaped like a badger. Oh. Wait. Then that will be his name, Fernshade murmurs. Badger Kit. Do we know you? Hmm. Do we? It sounds familiar. I don't know. There's a lot of badgers, though. We we have dealt with a lot of badgers. Yellowfang is worn out, but full of joy as she climbs out of the nursery. Wolfstep had been pacing outside and he whips around. Well? Yellowfang tells him he has a son. His eyes light up with delight. He can go in, but be careful. Fernshade is very weak. Yellowfang follows Wolfstep back into the nursery. He settles next to his mate gently and licks her ear. Isn't he beautiful? Fernshade whispers into Wolfstep's shoulder. He's the most beautiful kit in the forest, Wolfstep agrees. And he looks to his son with eyes full of love and pride. Yellowfang feels warm and satisfied. She tells Running Nose that This is the best part of being a medicine cat. Breathing new life into the clan. Running Nose is like, I haven't seen enough of it lately. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know why, but I just feel like Running Nose, I could see him being on like the ace spectrum, like very much so. Maybe it's because we've never been in his brain, so we've never like known if he's like questioned his like choice or his fate, but I just, I feel like Running Nose of all the until we do he's just kind of like i i like my life all that mate stuff is oh yeah he loves it the mate stuff is for you guys and i i am here <laughs> shadow clan seems to be in a dark place since bro actually you want to hit me with a cat fact sure before we go to that dark place welcome back to mount washington observatory in new hampshire Oh! Oh, right! Yeah! 
I hope you guys are ready for this, because, like, researching this and reading about this and, like, writing this up, I was like, whoa, this is a Warrior Cats-like novella, um, what all happens uh, yeah. in this uh, section. So, we're going to be moving a bit forward in time. As you guys last know, we kind of ended in, like, the 1930s uh, for a couple years when we kind of had our first um, names, but kind of we don't know too much about them cats. But we're going to be moving forward to cover the cats that lived in the observatory through the 1960s and 1970s. I'm going to be real. Yeah. My source for this one was solidly just perinfer.org.uk. Um, I looked. I dug. But the sources are from like a couple of small print books I was unable to get my hands on on such short notice. Um yeah. But I know that pernforco.co.uk, they did get their hands on them. It's so I'm like, all right, I believe you. Um, and go give love to them in the link, as always provided in the episode summary. <laughs> so in 1967, uh, Greg Gordon was an observer up on Mount Washington. Uh, and when he was visiting uh, his hometown at the vet practice that he used to work at, um, the vet mentioned that they were looking for a placement for a rambunctious polychrome cat. The photo I have is in black and white, but apparently she was gold, brown, gray, white, and black. So, naturally, a little while later, Greg was on his way up the mountain with the kitten tucked in his jacket. Oh. The cat went through many names, uh, first named Crazy Cat, due to her rather aggressive uh, behavior caused by her previous owners, um, oh. then Scamp, and then finally DFC, which uh, the censored version of the name stands for Darn Fool Cat. You can surmise what the real name was. <laughs> Whoops. Um, nice. The name DFC came from John Lingle, uh, who one night while on duty was being bothered by the cat to go outside. Um, and there was, like, literal hurricane force winds outside. Um, yeah, yeah. As there is. So they were like, okay, we're not going to do that. But the cat's like, let me out. Let me out. And he's like, okay, fine. I'm going to open the door <laughs> and you can see why you don't want to go outside. Um, you know, just hope, hoping to show the cat, like, look, it's awful. Um, but the cat immediately ran outside and was <gasps> instantly blown away. Uh, oh, no. An eight-foot drop from the stairs to the ground. And oh, no. they go... Well, that is the end of that darned fool cat. You know, insert the what the DFC really yeah. for. Um, but it, yep, immediately they got dressed and like went outside to go get the cat. Yeah, and found yep. and found her uh, cold and wet, but thankfully unharmed and rather embarrassed. Um, I would imagine uh, that is embarrassing. DFC was a wild one and fairly stubborn. She actually had a litter of her own. Here is a photo of her with her kittens. <gasps> so she's the bigger one in that photo. <laughs> really? <laughs> she's so cute. Yeah, Look at she's a little calico. Yeah, you can't see her like full colorings, but yeah, she's a very pretty lady. Um she so that was her first litter. Um, the father was unnamed and unknown. Um, fair oh, warrior cats. How did they have unknown cats up there? Well, there was probably more than one cat. Apparently, other there cats. were some strays. You know, I we, I don't like really know from like the 1930s to now. There might have been strays up there. Um, and I will get into this more. But yeah. apparently, like visitors would just like grab cats they found and like take them. Um, oh, all right. It's like stray cats, and you know. Hey, if yeah. you want people to steal your cats, keep them indoors. Um, uh, yeah. And 
So she had one litter and like, I'm like, kind of like, come on guys, we probably could have narrowed this down who the dad was, but whatever. It's a queen's right. Um, Yes, it is. So she had three kittens on September 5th, 1970. Um, And she did actually get pregnant again, but because, you know, it was the 70s and I guess, you know, free love was applying to everyone. Um, Oh, yeah. But yeah, girl. she also decided she was done and she wandered away and did not return. Um, they don't All right. know what happened. Uh, very possible she, you know, fell victim to wildlife, but. Maybe, maybe she just, you know, went to find a quieter place to raise her children. Yeah. Where winds a, weren't going to blow her off stairs. Maybe the warrior, the warriors found her. Yeah, yeah. And took her in lovingly. But her first litter did remain. Uh, two were rehomed. Um, not an issue, as apparently kittens born up there were a big deal for locals, like local celebrities. They're like, oh, yeah. Summit cats. The remaining cat, a ginger and white cat, was requested to stay in the TV building by chief engineer and known cat lover Lee Vincent, who later wrote the book Ten oh. Years on the Rock Pile about his time at the observatory. Um, oh, that's fun. Uh, the TV building was used to make daily bulletins on weather alerts and progress made at the observatory, and the crew decided to ask viewers what to name the cat. They got over 900 responses, obviously, and because, you know, people were like, oh my god, we want to name the cat. The name Pushka was chosen, um, and that was said to mean little cat in a native language. And uh, they said Inuit language. I'm not 100% sure. I wasn't able to confirm, but. You know, just. Did you hit your head? Okay. <laughs> she just failed to jump uh. up and, like, banged herself. Okay. Uh, but so Pushka was the name, and the family who gave the suggestion actually got to come up the mountain and meet the cat. Um, because it was a Uh, a dad and his three kids. So they're like, yeah, come meet him. So here are a couple of photos of Pushka. Oh, thank you. So there is one and a second one. So he was a ginger and white Tom. Uh Uh-huh. He's so cute. I know. You can see him there. I believe that is, uh, 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 Lee. Leave Vincent with him there. So, meanwhile... It's nice to see his face. Couldn't yes. see it in the photo with his mama. Yeah, yeah. Well, that might have... He's yeah, so cute. He's very cute. I think, I don't, I think his two um, siblings who were adopted out might be the ones in that photo. There's three of them, though. Oh, there are? Yeah, he's hidden behind the black and white one. Oh, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. They have baby photos of him, too. So, yeah. So, meanwhile, um, after DFC wandered into the mountainside, um, there was no cat in the main observatory proper. So, uh, Pushka belonged in the TV building, but the main observatory was seriously lacking in cat. Um, Which is a problem. It is. And so, in 1973, John Howe brought a six-toed pregnant black cat uh, from his home farm. Um, 
So she was a little cat. Love I don't think she was a year old, but she was preggers. Um, and she had... Uh, spay your cats. Yeah, she had three kittens without issues uh, who were adopted out. Um, and she also... Remember how I mentioned about, like, the catnapping? She got fixed... She gave... She got a, a leather collar denoting that she lived at the observatory. Please do not take me. Um, and her name Aww. was Blackberry. Oh, that's so cute. And remember how we said we probably should have spayed her? <laughs> Well, Aww. she and Pushka got along great. So well, in oh, fact. yeah. Um, that within the next year, they had a litter together, too. Um, oh, well, at least they're a big, you know, summit family. Yeah, they had five kittens total, um, some of which wow. were six-toed as well. Um, oh, heck yeah. Are you ready for these names? Strawberry. Raspberry. Blueberry, Lind- uh, uh, boysenberry, and berryberry. And raspberry. Oh my goodness. Did I say raspberry? Yes, you did. Okay. Sadly, berryberry um, passed not long after her birth. Um, the uh, uh, three of them were rehomed, and strawberry named so because she had a ginger patch on the top of her head, denoting that she oh. definitely was Pushka's daughter. Stayed with them. Oh yeah. Um, and she so Strawberry got to live uh, at the observatory with her dad, um, and or with well with her mom, and her dad went back to the TV uh, building, and um, they did not want to be separated. These two would yowl for each other. Oh, um, and in the winter they in when they could let the cats outside, that it like became an issue. <laughs> it became an issue. Oh. So. Uh, Pushka took his one and only trip down the mountain and got fixed <laughs> because there they, we go. They also wanted to make sure the cats could be together safely. Also, they didn't want um, Pushka to get with his own child, um, and they didn't. They also didn't want yeah. Blackberry to always be a mom. It was she had already had two litters at a very young age, and it was kind of unfair. So they're like, no, let's get him fixed. Yeah. <laughs> um. Thank you. Yeah. Uh. And. After that, the family was able to hang out together without issue, and they were very happy. Um, however, it was decided that Blackberry would return to her farm in the summer of 1974, um, just because she was, you know, Aww. that's where she was a kitten, and she was happier there. But uh, she left her, the father and daughter duo, to reign on the mountainside. Um, Aww. And Pushka, How sweet. Pushka was a man's man. You know, he loved his daughter, but he loved male humans. Those were his guys. Kids, visitors, no, I'm leaving. (laughs) He did not want to hang out with you. Um, He loved to climb and to hunt. He once took down a fully grown weasel. Um, So Dang! Yeah, Pushka was was a lot. Uh, Strawberry was also a renowned hunter and cuddler. Um, She would ride along folks' shoulders, purring deeply. Um... And she loved to hunt and would mouse very well. Unfortunately, one day near the end of the 1970s, uh, Strawberry disappeared. Um, the crew searched Aww. and eventually found her in the basement. Uh, you see, the basement had two giant 2,500-gallon water tanks that were used for reserves Aww. in the winter time. Um, you know, and often rodents were found around them and sometimes at them. Um, and it was a, so it was a prime hunting ground. Um, and the tanks were covered, but it was, like, plywood, so it was, like, movable, um, 
And mm-hmm. it seems that Strawberry, unfortunately, had fallen in and, you know, probably when she was hunting and was able, unable to escape. Um, Aw, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, Pushka remained. He he loved, he lost, but he remained. Like, I'm not kidding. This is a warrior cat's novella. This <laughs> um, is. The, 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 the story of Pushka. Um, and he ended up living for 15 years on the summit. Um, he passed in 1985 of old age, probably helped along by the fact oh. he got neutered because it does help with um, longevity in all animals. Um, and he was buried on the mountain that he uh, loved and had always been his home. And I will say Pushka did not live alone for all of those remaining years after Strawberry's loss. Um, and we'll hear That's more good. about his companions in his twilight years in the next episode. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, that's, like, the, this is, like, I was just, like, I was, like, reading this, I was, like, oh, oh, the drama, <laughs> like, disappearances. There's romance. There's longing. De- death. Intrigue. Yeah, there's, like, death. I'm, like, there's births, there's Heartbreak. marriage, there's love, loss, what, what more can you want? Um, She left him as a single father to return back to the farm. <laughs> right, and then, unfortunately, a few days later, the daughter dies, him of... Poor father on his own, but he does get some friends. Um, I'm glad. I will. I'm and he also had like a crazy situation. His mom disappeared into the woods. (laughs) Like, yeah. What? (laughs) Um, And I do think I, I, I will say we kind of don't see as much of this happening with the cats because I think uh, with the ones that are like uh, to be fair I think they do have some stray cats that are that were there I think that's less of an issue as we yeah. move on and I think they do sort of uh, make a point to TNR and yep. I will say I don't like, blame them for the accidents that happened with Strawberry I'm sure they did not suspect or you know think that, that oh no happen. I'm sure um, and it, it really sucks um to lose a cat in any way and you know that happened over 50 years ago so i'm sure they have definitely fixed that safety issue <laughs> yes i'm gosh i hope so well they must have because there are still cats living there today well we'll we will get to them oh well that was a delight yeah we ready will... to go to some dark places yeah these are gonna be like our little whew, our, our breaks our moments of bliss this one was a little sad but i think we mainly had happiness and to be fair all the cats um like pushka uh, the rest of the cats that we're gonna have here they're gonna have very long lives and and so that's great like i i I have to double check but like some of them have like everyone who doesn't live up on the summit are ones that just were like uh this cat can't live up on the summit and that's we're gonna we're gonna move them so uh i no one think that I'm hating on the Mount Washington folks. They take very good care of their cats. <laughs> I have to go throw my cat out of my closet. Minnow. All right. What are you doing? Committing crimes. Let's let's commit crimes too. Oh. <laughs> he he. Vinny said no crimes on his. No, Vinny said no crimes. <laughs> But Vinny says no crimes and also a cab. Everybody be on your best behavior. <laughs> Shadow Clan seems to be a dark place since Broken Star became leader. 
Yellowfang feels as though she spends most of her time treating wounds and overseeing burials. Oh, God. And she notes here that Stonetooth had died peacefully in his sleep. Is Little Feather still kicking? Little Bird. Um, She's not... Little Bird, she's not mentioned, but I would like to point out that Stonetooth was definitely the second cat to give Broken Star a life. Oh my god, guys. Like, literally, last chapter. Literally, last chapter. He was in Stark. I guess he just died for a little bit to go do this and hang with his boyfriend, Cedar Star. <laughs> do you think- but, uh, yeah. What? One chapter. Oh my god. Yeah. Continuity. What's that? Yeah, this book has been a little rough. Yeah. That's that's embarrassing. Like, when it's like, I understand when it's like, you know, I'm a little more forgiving when it's book to book. Because, like, there are, you know, yeah. we talked about this before, like, sometimes it's not the same author working on it. We don't know what they're, like, yes, they should have a serious Bible. Yes, that that should be a thing. But, you know. Yeah. Also, if something, even if something's, like, published afterwards, if they were both working at the same time, who knows when they were deciding story beats? Like, that's a little more understandable. Yeah. And also, like, you know, you should review the book that you're also, you know. It's, it's slightly more excusable than continuity issues in your own the text you're writing that should have been picked up on yeah like where are your editors does anybody proofread this like that was a chapter ago a chapter and and i'm i'm one to talk you guys know i can't remember a name for life of me i called little little feather uh, little bird little feather constantly but here's the thing, yes. I'm not writing the books. And I also get tell I get told these through a filter with weeks or days in between. It's okay. And if you were writing this book, Brenna, I believe that you would have a series Bible. I know how to command F. I can search. <laughs> hey, did I kill this guy a chapter ago? Let me just check. Right? I forgot to show you the photos of Blackberry and Strawberry. How dare you? I'm sorry. There they are. Aww. You can see how so, oh, you can see how little beautiful. Blackberry is. Yeah, she's and just oh, a baby. Strawberry's and, just gorgeous. Yeah, she had really long fur, and they're kind of like, what? Because like neither of her parents had long fur, but they're like, okay. Look at those peats. Alright. You okay, sorry. Right. That's please forgive me. So no matter when it happened, Stonetooth is definitely dead now. We, we buried him twice. <laughs> Vengeance had been taken out on Wind Clan more times than Yellowfang could count. Broken Star also sent patrols beyond the Thunderpath, and cats came back to camp with tufts of Thunderclan fur in their claws and blood on their pelts. Is this before Rusty? Um, I believe it is still before Rusty, yes. It seems as if Shadow Clan was at war with every cat. And amid this turmoil, the birth of new kits feels even more precious. Precious? More like concerning and upsetting. We're bringing these children into a terrible situation. 
Like, yes, it's great. You feel happy. I know that's like literally the scene we're having. It's like, cool, the upside down baby gets to live, but also. Outside the nursery, Running Nose insists that she rests, but she's, she's hardly asleep for a heartbeat before a small nose prods her side. Excuse me, Yellow Fang? A voice squeaks. I'm hurting. I can't do this. He's so polite. Brown Kit is standing in front of her, holding up a paw. Yellow Fang searches carefully, but can't find a thorn. She lets down her defenses and allows herself to track Brown Kit's pain. It's coming from his shoulder. Somehow he's wrenched it. Yellowfang asks how this could have happened. Brown Kit explained that Broken Star let all the kits go with Mosspaw to the training area to give Fernshade some peace and quiet. It was great, the little kit says, eyes glowing with the memory. They learned some battle moves. Watch this. But he gasps as he tries to swipe with his injured leg. Oh, God. Yellowfang growls that he's too young to leave camp, let alone start training. Brown Kit squeaks that he's not. He's nearly three moons old, like Mosspaw was when he became Broken Star's apprentice. Yellowfang should see him fight. He's awesome. Okay, thanks. So three, so so Mosspaw was only three moons when he was made an apprentice. Okay. Yellowfang is sure Moss Kit is, or Yellowfang is sure Moss Paw is awesome. But no more training for Brown Kit. Brown Kit retorts that she's not leader, Broken Star is. And if Broken Star says he can train, then he will. And you started off so polite, Brown Kit. And then you pulled this on us. It's, I mean, like, I it's like there's a re there's a reason why Shadow Clan continues to have issues. Yeah. Look at how they're like just look at this. Like you can't be raised and indoctrinated and like yeah, there's goodness in these kids because I, I believe that all people are born like with the ability to be good. Um Especially itty-bitty little kittens. Exactly. But if they're being constantly raised and to be told this is all you should care about is battle and dying and, like, dying for the glory of your, uh, you know, uh, clan, then they're not necessarily going to be well-adjusted adults. <sighs> Especially when well, you're, like, there's not, nothing for... You, re like, don't respect, like, literally anyone else but your leader. Yeah. There's nothing for Yellowfang to say. She applies the poultice and tells him to see her again tomorrow. Running Nose returns and reports that Fernshade and Badger Kid are doing well. Yellowfang wants to talk to Broken Star. She explains that he took the kit's training this morning. Running Nose points out that it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's good for them to get some exercise. Mm. Not if they get injured, Yellowfang says. Fair. Yellowfang makes her way to Broken Star's den, 
But before she reaches it, he leaps onto the clan rock to summon the clan. Shadow Clan begins to gather. Yellowfang looks around and sees how hungry and skinny they all look. Everyone seems to have a new scar from some skirmish or another. Rowanberry and Nutwhisker bound over to Yellowfang. Nutwhisker asks her, what is this all about? But Yellowfang has no idea. The elders emerge to sit at the entrance of their den, and the kits also come out, probably hoping to be made apprentices. Brokenstar demands to know where Fernshade is. Running Nose dips she his left. head politely and... She literally just had a very, very strenuous birth. And then she picked up and got out. Well, he tells Broken Star that she's asleep and they shouldn't wake her. Broken Star hesitates, but gives a reluctant nod. Cats of Shadow Clan, Broken Star begins. Their clan has scored victories in Thunder Clan and Wind Clan and even defeated some kitty pets foolish enough to cross their border. But he thinks the clan can still be stronger. Blackfoot springs up to suggest battle training every day. That would sharpen their skills. Russet first suggests that they could patrol at sun high, as well as dawn and evening. Oh my god. Which, I think ThunderClan does that, though. Usually there is, sometimes there's a sun-high patrol. Maybe not? I don't know. Mm. But that would let WindClan and ThunderClan know that they are always watching. Deerfoot says that they could put a permanent patrol across the Thunder Path. I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> we're gonna... <laughs> Do you? I... Well, eventually we're gonna drive them out. I don't know if that's gonna happen now. Oh. But... Well, Yellowfang exchanges a glance with Running Nose. They do not have enough cats for all of this. Broken Star looks around at the gathered cats, his eyes resting on the elders. Oh! Even their elders. Right. Yep. It's so messed up. It's really messed up. So Broken Star, oh, even their elders have a role to play, Broken Star announces, and the elders begin to look uneasy, and Yellowfang immediately hopes that he's not going to make them train young cats or hunt. We wish, That wouldn't be actually. fair. Right? Like, I wish they got sent out on hunting patrols. Then at least somebody would be hunting. Yeah. Broken Star knows that the elders would do anything to make Shadow Clan stronger and more powerful. With that in mind, Broken Star has decided that they can best help their clan by leaving camp. Where? Stunned silence. God. I, okay, Stunned silence okay. as, follows this announcement. As questionable as, as questionable as the writing is and I understand that critique I will say it is eerie how well the uh, the errands are writing down 
in writing out this story of the fall into totalitarianism and like fascism in this book. Yay! It's like, oh wow, good job, Aaron's. This is scary because it's like, oh, well, we just want the kids to train. Oh, we just well, we're just training. <laughs> I mean, we're just like training all the time, and like everyone's like coming with ideas, and he's just like, well, what if we make all the elders leave? And they're like. I'm sure no one, no one's going to say anything. Oh, I'm sure. But if someone says say something, guess who gets, who's going out next? Yellow thing. Ding, ding, ding. Well, yowls of protest actually break out around the clearing. Oh, all right. I yeah, have slightly yeah. more faith in these cats, but it's not going to last. Rowan Barry calls out that it's against the warrior code. And Wolfstep declares that the elders have earned their place with us. And for a moment, Yellowfang refuses to believe what she's hearing from Brokenstar. The elders look shocked, exchanging glances of indignation and growing fear. Brokenstar explains that the elders have no use for fighting or hunting or having kits. So they can't take up precious room or prey. They must go. And to Yellowfang's horror... She watches cats around her begin to convince themselves that Broken Star could be right. Deerfoot reasons that they might be more comfortable away from camp. Cinderfur nods, especially with so many kits scampering around. The little ones are always bothering the elders. Yellowfang does not want to hear anymore. Yellowfang goes to the elders clustered together in front of their den. Pool Cloud snarls that Broken Star can't do this to them. Has he forgotten how well they've served their clan? Yes, he doesn't care. Archai nods. If he remembers, he doesn't care. What would he do if they refused to go? Nightpelt warns that he doesn't think they want to find out. He rests his tail on Archeye's shoulder. Broken Star can make them fight. Prove they can still be warriors by invading other clans, Nightpelt said. Do they want to be a part of that? He lowers his voice. They all know these battles aren't necessary. Hollyflower sighs and growls. Let's just go. This isn't the Shadow Clan they knew anymore. She says Crowtail to come. They'll gather their bedding. Where's Little Burke? Not mentioned. Little Bird already at left. At all. <laughs> yeah, she's already been living in the woods. Nightpelt looks to Broken Star on the clan rock. They will go, Broken Star, he says. Good, Broken Star says. Move out at once, and good luck with their hunting. Murmurs of protest sound as the elders file back into their den. Murmurs of protest sound as the elders file back into their den. But no cat dares to speak out loud. Yellowfang halts Nightpelt with a paw. This is wrong and he knows it, she hisses. He knows. But Broken Star is their leader. StarClan gave him nine lives. And they have done nothing to stop him so far. 
This must be their will as well as his. Yellowfang can't think of an argument against that. But really? she's thinking, no, this can't be the will of Star Clan. She can't think of any arguments? Girly, I, I. Right? It's you. Yellowfang and Running Nose help the elders gather up their favorite soft pieces of bedding. Yellowfang refuses to even look at Broken Star as she leads the elders to the camp entrance. They trek silently through the marshes. Eventually, they find a spot where some rock had fallen to make a hollow in the bank. It's shaded by overhanging clumps of fern. Yellowfang and Running Nose clear away the debris and dug it out until it was big enough for all of them to fit. Nightpelt tried to help, but the activity had brought on a fit of coughing. Yellowfang tells him to let the medicine cats finish this. He can go scout for some prey. This is okay, Crowtail says, sounding determined as she tells Yellowfang. They'll be fine here. And Yellowfang wonders if she's trying to convince herself as well as her denmates. Yellowfang promises to come every day with herbs and whatever prey she can. Don't neglect her duties, Pool Cloud sneers. What duties? A broken star might banish her too. Oh, God. Well, well, cause yeah, she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you guys stuff every day, and Pool Claw's just like, oh, don't let Broken Star banish you too. Yellowfang protests. They haven't been banished. They're still a part of Shadow Clan. They still live on their territory. And Nightpelt joins them with a mouse to hear those last words. It feels like banishment, he says quietly. Yellowfang leaves Running Nose to finish setting the elders up and marches off to find Broken Star. She hears squeals from the training area, and she goes to find all five kits, and Mosspaw are stalking one another as they practice battle moves. Broken Star is sitting on a tree stump, looking satisfied. Yellowfang goes up to Broken Star. She has to speak with him. Girly. Broken Star looks down at her. Whoops. Go on, then. Oh, Speak. Yellowfang takes a deep breath, then demands to know what he's doing. Training kids too young to fight? Sending the elders away from their den? This isn't a part of the warrior code. Nor is questioning your clan leader, Broken Star hisses. I think... Yellowfang? <laughs> Yellowfang is his medicine cat, so she does what he says. He asks if the elders are safe, sheltered. Yes, Yellowfang admits reluctantly, but then they're fine, Broken Star says. And if the kits want to learn how to fight, why should he stop them? Shadow Clan has many enemies, Yellowfang. You you have many enemies. And Yellowfang thinks about well, Broken Star has made them yeah. many enemies. Yeah. 
She does not say that out loud, though. <laughs> Broken Star turns from her to shout instructions to the kits. He tells Brown Kit and Wet Kit to try the double attack again on Mosspaw. Remember to strike him at exactly the same time. Yellowfang turns to leave. There's no point trying to argue with Broken Star any further. It's like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even work. Like, they still get defeated. It's for nothing. Yeah. Yellowfang stops as she hears a squeal from the far side of the clearing. Yellowfang spins around to see Brown Kit and Wet Kit backing away from Moss Paw. The tiny apprentice is laying ominously still. Oh my. Uh oh. Brown Kit squeaks that they were doing the double attack trick, like Broken Star said. Did they do it right? A horrible suspicion rises to choke Yellowfang as she bounded over to Mosspaw. His head is wrenched at an awkward angle. Jeez. And his eyes are opened and glazed. Oh my god. Great Star Clan, he's dead. Yellowfang, struggling to stay calm, steps between Mosspaw and the other kits. She orders them to go straight back to camp. The kits give each other bewildered looks before scampering away. Mosspaw must be hurt real bad, Volkit exclaims as they left. Yeah, so... It makes sense now, kind of... Like, it all... It, it makes sense, as in it all lines up, you know, that she... You know, kids die. She can't, quote-unquote, save them. So, yeah, the, the importance of the, f you know, fresh meat. It's just like... Ugh. Yikes. This is horrific. I, like, we've dealt with a lot of children it's, death. It is. This... Ooh, I got shivers, baby. Children accidentally killing children and not realizing it like yikes it's like it's like if you want to if you want to like emphasize the importance of battle to these kids you kind of emphasize the importance of death but i don't think that's what he wants he wants them fearless yeah unaware broken star goes broken star goes to confront yellow fang what's going on why has she stopped the training Yellowfang is so horrified it was, and I quote, hard for her to keep all her paws on the ground and not leap at her clan leader, clawing at his eyes. Girl! Just you wait, girl. Please. You'll get your chance. That, okay, that, they were like, hey guys, I have an idea for foreshadowing. It's such a good line. Yeah, it's it's pretty, such a good line. Good. And they like forgot to write the it's rest good. of the book as well. <laughs> They, like, wrote that one line and were like, okay, we have to write the rest of this book around it. Yikes. But it's a, it's a sick <laughs> yeah. line, though. It's it's real. That's good. And I kind of wish she just yeah. had done it there. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, uh, what would have changed? She probably wouldn't have been accepted into ThunderClan, which is a shame. I don't know. I mean, she probably still would have been banished. Right. Yeah. No, she would have been. Because like, he's got nine lives. 
I suppose we find out like she like well apparently killed the kids, and but we still accept her. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Look at what happened, Yellowfang yowls at him. And Brogenstar gazes down at the tiny, limp body. He should have taught them better, he said. They must have got the angle wrong. Yellowfang snarls, that's not the point. An apprentice is dead. And let's addendum that a kid is dead. He was three moons old. Broken Star bows his head. She's right. It's terrible. And it sounds like genuine regret in his voice. No! The, the clan needs apprentices more than ever, he says. I mean, his regret is that he... That he lost you know, a, a, a body. He lost a, a, yeah. someone to fight. Yellowfang's heart wails with grief as she picked up Mosspaw's body to carry him back to camp. He wasn't even four moons old yet. What in the name of Star Clan? Running Nose exclaims as Yellowfang brings Mosspaw to their den. She lays his body down and begins to smooth his fur. Yellowfang cuts off the question. Get Featherstorm, she orders. If I was Featherstorm, I personally would have killed him. Yeah, that's her grandkid, too. Broken Star. Oh my god, I forgot! Storm's so old! She's not, she's not so old. I know, she's just had a lot of kids. She's had two litters. Either way, I would've killed him. Yeah, I mean... She's like, running what's those another couple of years? Mother. I'll have some more. I'll give birth to the next leader. <laughs> so Running Nose returns with Mosspaw's mother. She stands rigid, staring at the lifeless body of her son. Yellowfang says she's so sorry. Featherstorm throws her head back with an anguished shriek. She turns to Yellowfang, eyes filled with grief and confusion. He was only training how could this have happened? And Yellowfang is determined to not let the kits be blamed for killing their clanmate. So she's not gonna she's not gonna mention that because I guess she shouldn't. How, how horrific. Because it's like they don't know any better. Well, yeah. The only people who do it know any better terrib- aren't doing anything about it. It was a terrible accident, Yellowfang says. Featherstorm crouches beside Mosspaw and pressed her nose into his fur. Yellowfang hears Broken Star summon the clan outside. God, what what is he now? Want? She growls <laughs> as she heads into the clearing. Yellowfang glances towards the elder's den. It was strange not to see them there. Broken Star announces that he has some very sad news. Mosspaw is dead. Brown Kit and Wet Kit shriek while the rest of the clan murmurs in shock and disbelief. Broken Star says it was just an accident. He addresses the kits and says they were very brave. And to reward them, 
He's going to make them all apprentices. The kit's shock turns to squeals of excitement, and Yellowfang has to close her eyes. Has Brokenstar learned nothing? Yeah. Brokenstar doesn't even bother with the usual ceremony, which I know I usually skip over, but he does it even worse. When we do it, it's to save time. Volpaw will be Brokenstar's apprentice. He knows he promised Volpaw to Clawface, but he can have Littlepaw instead. Brokenstar owes it to Mosspaw to train his brother in his place. Blackfoot can take Dawnpaw, and Boulder will have Wetpaw. Stumpytail will have Brownpaw. So, like, that's just literally what he said. Like, you have this one, you have that one, you How are we feeling about that. that guy? Like, we just found out a child died because of his policies. We're all just, we're all cool. Anyone have any Apparently. Thoughts? Probably all in shock. The four kits scamper up to touch noses with their new mentors. Brokenstar declares that he's proud of his clan. They have five new apprentices. Victory will be theirs in every battle. He glances around and asks where Featherstorm is. Yellowfang says she's in her den. Fetch her. But before Yellowfang can move, Featherstorm emerges from the medicine cat's den. Her head is bowed and her tail drags in the dust. I want to drag my kid's body out there in front of him. I, I, right. don't, I don't blame her for not. Like, she's going through the worst, probably one of the worst moments of her life. But, like... Yeah. I would have made him answer for it. ShadowClan owes her a great debt for mothering so many warriors, Broken Star tells her. He thinks it would be best if she joins the elders now, where she can rest and be proud. Featherstorm doesn't move. She looks puzzled. And Yellowfang wonders if Featherstorm expects Broken Star to acknowledge her as kin. She was his father's mother. I'm... He doesn't. Mm -hmm. She nods without saying a word, and Yellowfang stares after her in dismay as she stumbled across the clearing and disappeared out of camp. Anybody? Anybody want to say anything? Is she? And she doesn't get to sit vigil for her son? So usually that's what we do. And elders are the one who usually bury bodies, too. And I can't imagine Broken Star assigning anybody to take up that task. So, yikes. <clears throat> so, yeah, he's just like, mm, you're probably done having babies. You can retire now. Not just you can retire. And like, Get out of here. Yep, yeah, I mean, because the retirement retire, involves people taking I mean, care of them. Not, not so. You can go be exiled. Um, yeah, just after she lost her son, her kids should still be in the nursery with her for at least another two moons. And the other kids are even younger. Another cat gone, Rowanberry murmurs to Clawface, 
What is Broken Star thinking? I don't know, guys. Maybe Star we Clan say knows. something out loud to him. Star Clan knows. Clawface, her mate, responds. If he's not careful, there will be more cats out there than in camp. Just watch what he says, Tinglebur hisses beside him. He shouldn't go asking for trouble. Broken Star hears everything. You're all cowards. The crowd disperses. Mentors lead their new apprentices out of camp to tour the territory. As Yellowfang watches them go, Brightflower came up to her side. Her mother seems excited, but apprehensive. Her whiskers quivered. Brackenfoot and I are expecting kits, she tells Yellowfang. Wait, her mom? Yeah. And Brackenfoot? That's her dad. Oh, okay. Ooh, I got confused there. Not Brackenfur, who I... Might not be born yet. Okay. Ah, oh, cool. Wow. Um, <laughs> a, wow. A gonna have of, new baby siblings. Yeah, a lot of babies. I don't... Mom, don't... I think you should not have this child. Yellowfang wishes she could be thrilled at the prospect of new kits in the clan. And, you know, kits are her kin. Kits, will, that'll be her kin, too. Instead... All she can do is stare at her mother as despair washed over her. <sighs> may, may StarClan help you all, Yellowfang whispers. It's like not even like may StarClan I- light your path. It's just like, God, save us. Yeah, you're, uh, we're doomed. We're doomed. We will stop there for today. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot in... They've, you know, you said, like, they go through it real quick, and I'm, this is like, it's like, it's like, boom, 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 boom. It's like one after another after another. Yeah. But of course, we're taking a long time to discuss it because a lot of wild stuff is happening. If I was reading this, I probably um, would have had to take, like, a, like, a breather. Like, I still remember, like, reading the last, um, both the last Harry Potter book and the last, um, uh, Hunger Games book um, and the Harry yeah. Potter book I remember I was reading in the bathroom sitting on the counter and I looked up and I just had tears in my eyes um, and the Hunger <laughs> Games book I accidentally like read what happened to Finnick at the end of the chapter and like had to keep reading oh and then I was like I just like sat there so maybe th- <laughs> sometimes that happens with the books where you just have to like kind of sit there and you're like what? what? yeah and what we covered there, that wasn't even a full chapter. God. We started in, like, the middle of chapter 37, and we just got to the end. 37's a whopper. So, chapter... So, we have three chapters left. 38, 39, 40. Plus a bonus manga. So, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how quickly we're gonna get through that. Because it doesn't get better. Ugh. <laughs> Well, fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. <sighs> we have had we've had our first uh child death. I love like I know, but I love that you're introducing it like that. <laughs> 
folks. We knew it was coming. We've been waiting for it. I didn't know. Yeah, you did. That was the whole thing. Was yeah, that but I yellow didn't fang know. got like, banished? I thought they all got sick. I didn't know one just breaks their neck while fighting with the other kids. Like, that I didn't oh. know. In what way was I ready all for right. that, Maureen? That's... <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since we had the first series, but it was uh, mentioned that Broken Star was training kittens. So, uh, like, yeah, training kittens. Yellow Fang explained that, that. No one said, and a kid broke his neck. Okay, yeah, that specifically you are correct. Yeah, I that, I'm sorry, that was a little out of left that. field for me. That was a lot. Um, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not mad right, about it because it's like it shows how seriously <laughs> bad this is and like how. Yeah. Poorly he's running his clan. Also, they're all starving because no one's hunting. Yeah. Um, so everybody's probably tired and hungry and uh, who has the energy? Genuinely, to, you know? genuinely, he's actually doing a lot of the steps that you're supposed to do when indoctrinating people. Sleep deprivation, food deprivation. That's like, look it up. That's what they do in cults. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it keeps you, like they said, like paranoid and unable to like question what's going on and fight back so yeah he oh as poor as of, of an idea this all is and as like bad of a leader i think he is man he's good at being evil he's good at being evil not much else but he's good at being evil and we saw we saw some cats like rowan barry our yellow fang's sister is like oh my gosh what is happening but then of course another cat's like you don't like right don't, right he'll hear like, you it it makes sense it makes sense yeah. but it's awful and now our mom's having kids great i don't know what happens to those Yay. kids oh i know what happens to those kids those kids don't make it huh our mom dies huh we'll find out oh god our mom's gonna die no, I can see it. I've asked since the beginning, why don't our parents... I can see it. Dad's going to go in battle. Mom's going to go in childbirth. And the kids are going to swiftly follow. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, we'll find out pretty swiftly if I'm correct or not. <laughs> um, Folks, if you want to check if I have ESP or, GS, or just, you know, kind of ESP... Um, <laughs> Well, you have to come listen to the next episode. <laughs> Unless you already know, then you know. Um, but <laughs> in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WCWITCast. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to monetarily help out the podcast, you can uh, check out our Ko-Fi and our coffee. It is linked in the episode description. But the best way to help out the podcast is to share it with a friend and say, um, maybe not this episode. <laughs> maybe, like, not this one. Because, like, uh... Maybe you shouldn't jump in here. Yeah, like, this is a rough one to start with. Like, their kids do die in this series. Like, that does happen. But this one's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yikes. This one's yikes. A, a little rough. Um, maybe... Maybe, like, go a couple episodes back. I think it starts with just an episode, actually, is the start of this arc. Start there. <laughs> um, huh. Oh, yeah. But, you know. Because it's going to it's gonna get worse. <laughs> because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangled Thung. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?
Thank you.